then Herschel J. Pinhead was in here, and he left you with this beautiful... Uh, is this what a, a dress? This is a dress. This is a dress that I'm, I'm digging. <laughs> I, I like black so much that now that you're all in black, I'm like, yeah, good girl, good girl. It's also slimming, so it's nice. I should wear black all the time. And for me, I'm getting a side titty shot through that button. Yes, because it's the <laughs> it's the dreaded big, the Tigo bitties and the button up shirt. Because it pulls apart? Or button down, whatever you want to say. And it's a button down uh, dress. It's heterosexual so. man's favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Titties? The... The titties, the titties big peaking. enough that they're starting to pull the button apart. And you're like, man, I hope that button pops. I hope that button pops. Well, it's been my entire life that I have not fit into button up shirts properly. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's podcasting time. It's podcasting time. This is the part where I would think of a rhyme. I'm wearing a Christmas hat. It is. And it's weird because you can see a white strip before the white because it's it's kind of like folded a little much there yeah how about that how about that now? looks better how about that did That's you see that that warmer. fucking uh catch me outside bitch oh you mean a bad baby and has made like an insane amount of money on OnlyFans because i guess people are really into her i don't get it is she doing fucking stuff on OnlyFans? She, it's gross, I assume. That's why she's making a tremendous amount of money. Because I know OnlyFans doesn't have to be... Fu- I mean, the people who make the real money are fucking and sucking. But I didn't think it was as much pornography as it is just like sex- sexy pictures and that you can oh, like... I assumed it was sucking and fucking. I've it never... can be. I know you can do things with... Like couples can do things and stuff. But it doesn't mean that it's full on just like sex. But it could be. But I've heard of people who like... Also play like a guitar on OnlyFans and like with their penis a, head. That's what I'm assuming. Ow, that would hurt. That would be like a. Do you think the penis head strums, or do you think it's on the frets <laughs> pushing down those strings? That's all going to depend on length and girth. <laughs> I mean, I think just about everybody could use it to strum. You know, just pull it out. Ouch. But I don't think everybody's going to be able to like lay it across into a bar cord. Imagine having <laughs> such a calloused dickhead that it doesn't hurt. Because my um, fingers oh. have never been able to handle a guitar. Like I'm, I'm too much of a pussy. It hurts. Uh, and I have short fingers. The very few times the sun has seen my penis, I've been like, ow, it's burning my penis. Where like my arms and face are used to it. My penis is quite sensitive. It can't handle the, the, the sun. Lethal rays of the of mother sun. The sugar rays of the sun. What was I going to say? I don't fucking remember. Who cares? Who cares? We are a review podcast. Welcome. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are a couple of critics podcast. We are a review podcast. I'll say that again. We are a review podcast and we are Guess what, guys? We review stuff. Holy shit. <laughs> and what we do with that is that each week we provide each other with different bits of media, typically an album that we enjoy or have enjoyed at some point in time of our lives or we found and thought would be funny to share. And uh, we listen song by song, give our opinions. And uh, this week it's Sam's week. It is my week. And what I was going to say is that William Murderface from the band Death Clock used to play the bass with his penis. Anyway, yeah. that's right. I forgot about that. He did. I haven't seen that but, show in so long. He did say it was quite calloused. So it would have to be. You forgot about that show. Uh, I don't forget every... that it exists, but I forget that it exists. I was so into that show when it first came out because it was like, holy crap, something for me. They even made like death metal band references that were like legitimate. Like I remember this one episode where a guy is like going on a rampage and he's leaning out the side of his truck, and he's like, I am a lunatic of God's creation! And that's totally a deicide song. And there was even another time where, like, Nathan Explosion gets on the microphone in a supermarket and goes, uh, I own nine rotted body landslide. Which is a Cannibal Corpse song. <laughs> so, like, for guys like me, it was like, you're not only, like, showing this world of stuff that nobody fucking really knows, you're referencing things correctly, and the notes that they're playing on the guitar are accurate. Like, it's the first time you've seen accurate shredding. Really, it's the first time you've seen shredding in cartoon, but, like, finger-accurate shredding. 
Brendan Small or yeah. Smalls. Yeah, Brendan Small or Smalls, who's fucking hilarious. He was he, amazing. I, I miss him on Comedy Bang yeah, Bang. He's, he's, he's the best so on funny. Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, but then it just dropped off completely on my radar. Like, I still like it and I still appreciate it, but for some reason it just fell off. He, I do follow Brendan on Instagram and he posts very rarely, but he has to be up to something. Are most of them him shredding? No, oh, really? not at all. Because, like, as a guitar dude and, like, a metal dude, sometimes he'll show up in, like, metal articles. It'll be like, Brandon Small, shredding the Death Clock song. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely watching this. His guitar, the, fuck, what's it called? Thunder Horse, maybe? Don't quote me on that. But he made, like, his own signature guitar is based off the same Explorer that Kirk got for me. The one that I have back there that I'm always like, that's a nice guitar and it's expensive and I don't yeah. take good care of it. It is small, no S. No S. But that his signature guitar is modeled after my guitar because it's just like a sought after okay. metal guitar. I've got a sought after metal uh, guitar. Yeah. You, I remember you being really into Metalocalypse when we got together and it came out in 2006. We started hanging out early 2007. So that makes sense that at that time you and your friends made a lot of Death Clock references. It was just, <laughs> I, we couldn't believe it. And then I remember a friend of mine pissing me off who wasn't into that scene or that music at all. He liked country and shit. Saying like it's the best death metal I've ever heard, and as a dude, I was a death metal guy. I was like, "No, it's the most accessible death metal you've ever heard." At least he <laughs> enjoyed it. Only because they were talking about coffee. At least Co-fefe. he <laughs> enjoyed Kofefe. All right. Speaking of death metal, we're here to talk about a band called Death, yes. and I'm not talking about Chuck Schuldner, baby. Don't. We're not talking about. Death Metal Death, which I also listen to. Oh, sneak peek. I listen to this band now. Isn't this supposed to be like the grandfathers? <laughs> Excuse me, of Death Metal? Or was it just that they were black? They have nothing to do with metal. Okay, I thought that they were supposed to be like early on. They are seen maybe as the new early pre-punk and hardcore sound. Like they just have like a new wave. So, okay, here, I'm just going to get It says the metal quick... band. If you look up death, it says metal. Or is that the other death? You're probably talking about the other death. Who oh, yeah. It is a very much a metal band. That Chuck Schuldner. Chuck guy. Okay, never mind. Um, death band punk. Here's the story of death. I'm just going to give it to you really quick. Rock Actually, band. Yes. Yeah, you the same know what? Rock. Let's start the first song, and then I'll get into uh, the story of this band, because the story behind this band is actually important. Huh. I've not looked anything up about this, and the very first little thing that it says, if you Google them that comes up from wikipedia is interesting would you like to read it really fast well first of all they are from detroit michigan yes they formed in 1971 absolutely they are brothers absolutely the hackney brothers they which i think you did tell me they started out as a funk band but switched to rock after seeing it i'm hitting this song (laughs) (laughs) this is all the things i was gonna say so we're gonna start this it's called keep on knocking the album is called for the world to see came out in 1975 well i'm glad i didn't it did not come out in 1975 it got recorded in 1975. These songs were starting to be written in like 1973. So these guys were in a funk band. These are all brothers. There's David Hackney, who's the guitar player. Dennis, you heard me correctly. Dennis, not Dennis. Dennis. Interesting. Hackney, who plays the drums. And then the singer, Bobby Hackney Sr., who's the singer and the bass player. These are all brothers. They saw the Who and just completely changed their lives. And it's like, we play rock and roll now. And this is like, you know, other albums that came out in 75, which I might start doing this for the future. This is kind of what's out in the world right now. Is, this is what's popular. So like Shining Star. Shining Star, no matter who you are. Like mm. That's popular right now. Why can't we be friends? Tush by ZZ Top is popular. And other albums that came out, so you can just like get an idea of where we are in the okay. world. Physical Graffiti. All right, Led Zeppelin. Uh, Wish You Were Here. The who, Oh, wait, that's Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd. Toys in the Attic. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Welcome to my nightmare. That's Alice Cooper. It Absolutely. says here that they also, seeing Alice Cooper play was yep. an inspiration to uh, them. This is interesting. One Size Fits All, which Ooh, we just got done. Frank Zappa. Sabotage. No. That's Black Sabbath. Hair of the Dog. Nazareth, which has a uh, Hair of the Dog, the song. Heartbreak of Soul Shaker. Oh, that's, that's called Hair of the Dog. Yeah, that's called Hair of the Dog, but it also has that one fucking... Now you're messing with a son of a bitch! But it also has that one song, uh... Fuck, I'll think of it in a minute. 
But anyway, it's like Ted Nugent. It's Kiss, Young Americans by David Bowie's coming out. Beautiful. In 1975. A Night at the Opera by uh, Queen, which is like Bohemian Rhapsody. And you're my best friend. Yeah. That's what's coming out at this time. So if you listen to this album and you hear this sounds like it came from the 80s. This is all very punk to me. This is all very... 80s new wave at points like mm-hmm. there's even hardcore riffs in this now I'm not saying that like there weren't rock and roll bands getting a little dark and stuff but to me no one in this time sounds like this no and I'm gonna go ahead and say I enjoyed this very much I'm so I thought you kind of might I thought this was good and I, I, I think, no idea coming in this is new for both of us by the way yes I think vocally I hear a lot of Jimi Hendrix oh, compared yeah. like similarity oh, yeah. and sure, I think I'm that's sure he was a, I feel like that's because you don't hear a lot of black men typically singing rock music. No, you don't. So when you do, there's just like a different tone that seems unfamiliar. And the only other person I can really kind of compare it to is the ultimate, the main black <laughs> rock and roll, rock and roll guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Jimmy also, Hendrix. at points in this album, get uh, Rick James tones in his voice. I get a little Zappa at one point, too. Oh, really? But if they're into... I mean, if they're being inspired by the things around them and they're opening themselves up to this new world, I'm sure that there were a lot of influences of things technically from the things that they were hearing in I, the world. I just realized, I think uh, Alice Cooper could also be a big influence to him, like you said, also because he's from Detroit. Oh. So you just be like, hey, he's our guy. If he did it, we can do it too. So many people from Michigan. All right. So that was the first song. I want to live is, in Michigan. We're going to, yeah, I do too. We're going to figure that out sooner than later. Stop strapping yourself down. <laughs> just kidding. I know, right? Sorry, Jimmy. I'm out. <laughs> um, I've got these tools in this brain that can work anywhere. <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy. Rolling, rolling graphics it is. Rolling graphics. Rolling so, graphics. That's the joke. I work for Roland graphics. And whenever I'm giving him shit and like something messes up, I'll be like, man, I'm starting rolling graphics I can't wait till I get sooner. rolling graphics <laughs> off the ground. So... Uh, this episode is probably going to go pretty fast. There's only seven songs on here. And part of this story is that they recorded these in 1975. They're a band. They're called Death, right? Which is like a connotation when you hear a band. I, I hesitate to say a band called Death because that is the documentary. If you would like to watch the whole documentary on this band. Was this not, this wasn't their name before when they were a funk band, was it? No. Okay, I assume they would have probably no. changed the name. They changed to death after their father died. It affected this... David Hackney was like the visionary behind the band. David Hack- Their father died, and David wanted to call the band Death to bring a more positive aspect to death and try and make it be like, this is part of life. We can celebrate death at the same time. It's not an ugly thing. It's a necessary thing. It's part of the whole experience. And all these Hackney guys are very, not very religious, but yes, they are religious. They they have Jesus in their life. So not only is he seeing it as this is part of life, but the death now gets you closer to your Savior, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And also to say, I mean, the very beginning of the formation in their history on Wikipedia says that their dad... Oh, my brain. I will say, uh, Wikipedia compared to the documentary, there are conflicting things. Oh. And I would tend to believe the documentary, but please say what you're going to say. Well, anyway. this just says that the, the father sent them down to witness the Beatles' first appearance on Ed Sullivan's oh. show. So it seemed like the dad had a musical oh, influence did. on them. They even uh, Their dad was a preacher, so as a religious family. They even said, even though mom and dad were very religious, they didn't stifle us. They didn't hide things from us. If it was good music, it was good music. Yeah. So like, really, my, it sounds like my ideal of religious people that I'm just fine with. Because, you know, like... I do have a really like negative aversion to religion, but if you like keep it to yourself and you like don't put it on other people, like I'm fine with it for the most part. You don't, don't try like, and push people to live like you and shit like that. But <laughs> as long as it's your life and it, it only affects you, I'm okay with it. Um, it creeping into lulls has definitely made me more anti-religion right? than I have been in a while. It's it's made me a little more vocal for my hatred of the Bible <laughs> and uh, people trying to force that shit on other people. So. so they're a band called Death. They get this kind of deal. They get about seven songs recorded. The producers and everything who are putting all the money down for this, they come and say, we cannot find a deal with you being called Death. Will you change the name? De- David Hackney? Would not compromise. He said, we're absolutely not 
changing the name. And the brothers, even to this day, were like, we would have changed our name in a second. But support your brother. He's the one with the vision. So we stuck behind him. And we then they are ended up, dead. They ended up not releasing the album in 1975. And they gave David Hackney the master tracks. They said, here's the master. T-. He asked if he could have them. They gave him the master tapes. They all ended up kind of moving. They ended up starting another band called The Fourth Movement, where it's like a religious band. Together? Yeah, the, the okay. brothers are still doing this. They're calling themselves The Fourth Movement. It's heralded as like a good album musically, but like it's religious and people just find it cheesy. So you just can't really do it. I'm going to play the next song while we're doing this. This is called Rock and Roll Victim. Love the beginning of this song. This is so punk. It's so fucking punk. And it's like 1973 when they're writing this shit. It's very punk. It's And punk comes in like 1977. There's like some edge that starts coming in the late 70s. But this is before all that. And it's three fucking black dudes. So once again, Whitey was not first. Never. <laughs> we insane. have For the amount of people who hate, you know, whatever, people who are different, they sure do love things that are different. Yeah. They just don't know that all of like people loving Elvis and sucking Elvis's dick because of that movie. It's like nothing was his. No. no. He was just doing He got all of his style and soul from us. From God. other people and he took their songs. <laughs> <laughs> Called doing the Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, that was a little different, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like that was more of an homage. I feel like Zeppelin was uh, more that of a was definitely more But of then, I mean, Elvis technically did love the artists who were doing That's it. That's true, but at the time, he couldn't, like, really attribute them. Uh, it's like uh, Pat Boone. You remember, like, Pat Boone had mm-hmm. all those, like, soul songs that he would take and white them up, and then they would sell, like, hot cakes, but he'd be like... He'd be like, wet-ass pussy. <laughs> Little dangly thing in the back of my throat. And it's funny <laughs> if the original gets its due. Like, it's fine if yeah. the original thing got its due and the respect it that it deserved. And no, that because, shit was often... Because if your parents found out you were listening to music that was made by a black guy at first, you very well might have your ass beat. <laughs> yes. But, all right, I'm continuing the story of death. All right. Continue. So eventually things just fall apart. Uh, the brothers, the two brothers that aren't David, uh, Bobby, the singer, and Danis. Danis. The drummer. They, like, moved to New Hampshire, and so did David, but he ended up moving back to Michigan, and it just kind of fell apart. Now, the two brothers, Bobby and Danis, end up forming a reggae band, <laughs> because the way they say it in the documentary is that they stayed back, and they were just waiting for David to get his shit together and come back, and they'll be death again. Yeah. And they would keep practicing, like, but David never came back. So we just, we were like, okay, well, we're a drummer and a bass player. What's predominantly drum and bass? Oh, reggae. Let's be a reggae band. So it was funk to punk to religious to reggae. To reggae. Interesting. Which we're going to hear a little bit of the reggae here in, in a minute. I'm interested in that. Would you also like to hear a little bit of the fourth movement, the religious stuff? Sure. Okay, I've got that ready as well. So I was a big fan of God's Properties back in the day. Was so. that a religious band? It was a, like a gospel choir, yeah. Okay. And then they did an album with Kirk Franklin. It was Kirk Franklin, God's Property. And I was like, all my people say. All my, all my people say. All right, here's the fourth. Stomp. This is the fourth movement. This came out in 1980. I don't know what the album was called. Um, I might not even know what this song was called. Always at your side, I think. No, always at your door. Which one's this? This is the fourth movement. This is the religious band. This doesn't sound... I'm kind of shocked right now. The musically, well, this doesn't... That's the thing. They said in the article, like, music was good. We just don't like what you're talking about. I and mean, it seems cheesy. They're like, if the Jesus thing wasn't on the forefront, you probably would have gotten somewhere. I've... See, I assumed that you would have... I smell a fart. Is there a dog? Oh, there's a dog underneath us. She's farting. God, just like Clarence. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, so that's the four. Oh, God. It is. Woo. That's a raunchy one. I'm going to talk through this nice black dress oh. that I have. All right. Now, here's the reggae band called, uh, what did I say? Lamb's Bread, which Lamb's Bread. Was, Sounds religious. It does, but it's also a strain of marijuana, which as I read, I could be wrong, but I believe I read that it was Bob Marley's favorite strain of marijuana. So here we go. This is the reggae band Lamb's Bread. Yes, we do, Lamb's Bread. Fire the ganja! Yes! Fire 
Fire up the ganja. Oh yeah, man, yeah. Fire up the ganja. That was what. That's in the documentary. I cannot find their albums at all. I cannot find that song at all. I had to go back into the documentary and play that. But as soon as I saw it in the documentary, I was like, "Oh, we're listening to Lamb's Bread." Fire, <laughs> fire, fire up, up the ganja. ganja. So, uh, anyway, I'm gonna play the next death song and I'll continue the story of death. Yes, continue the death. All right, this is a song called "Let the World Turn." It's gonna have a little bit of a soft intro. Um, so where was I? They start lamb's bread. Well, this is the song. David Hackney becomes an alcoholic, the guy who was the visionary, but he's yes. still got the master tapes, right? Since 1975. Uh, eventually, life goes on. It gets close to 2000. Dennis gets married. Or maybe it's Bobby. I don't know. One of them gets married. And at the wedding, David has brought the master tapes for death. Wow. And he gives them to the brother, Bobby, and he says, Here take these someday the world will come looking for these gives them to his brother his brother's like i'm confused they find out later david actually has lung cancer and he knew he was going to die david dies in 2000 bobby thinks nothing of the death master tapes puts him up in his fucking attic just in a safe place david or bobby has a couple of children like three he has more than three, but three boys. One of his name is Julian. In 2008, Julian moves to California and gets into like the punk and alternative scene. <clears throat> there was a couple LPs or no EPs or whatever singles that Death released back in the 70s of this, but it was only two songs. Okay. These albums were so sought after. They sold for like $800 on eBay. Eventually. This Julian kid is at a party. Someone has copies of this thing or had the MP3. No, no, they have copies of the album. Julian hears it and goes, holy shit, I know for a fact that's my dad's voice. Um, This is the best rock and roll music I've ever heard in my fucking life. And I don't know anything about this. How has my dad not told me about this? So he calls up uh, his dad and he's like, dad, were you in a band called Death? And he's like, uh, and he goes, politicians in my eyes? And he goes, ha yeah, that was us. And his son freaks the fuck out and calls his brothers and says, like, our dad was in, like, the greatest rock and roll band that never existed, like, and this was never released. So eventually, articles come out about how, like, listen to this. This is 1975. I enjoy it very how much. How is this 70? It's so good. It I gives agree. me chills. Look, I'm like. It's one of the best things I think that you've given me, honestly. Nice, nice. Um. So where am I at? So eventually articles come out with these two MP3s of like politicians in my eyes, which we'll hear last, and some other songs. I don't, or another song. A record company eventually gets a hold of Bobby Hackney Sr. and says, do you have more? And Bobby goes, well, I've actually got the entire recording that we made in 1975. Wow. That the brother gave to him saying, someday someone will come looking for these. Holy shit. Yes. And it gets released and like everyone in the world is like, this is like proto-punk. This is where punk started. This is like the shit. Like dudes like Jack White and like even Kid Rock is just like, this was amazing. Kid Rock mostly because he's from Detroit. Does Keith like this? I don't know. I don't know how many people know about death right now because like I knew about it from popping up because I'm into punk and alternative. It like pops up in my YouTube algorithms and stuff. So this whole story is just fucking insane that, like, it takes more than 30 years. The drums. Oh, Danis is the shit. Yeah. Not only that is the... Danis is the shit. Not only is, like, the guitar work punk, the drums are fucking punk. The vocals are, like, new wave punk. It's, it's fucking insane. You could have told me this came out in 1986, and I would have believed you. Maybe 82. And it's still got, like, this, like... 70s like like psychedelicness to yes it. psychedelia yes and then the boys his sons start their own band called rough francis and they went out and started like playing death music rough francis yes because i like it. david hackney later he still made music but he never like really released anything and he made like one little single again that he got his brothers to play on so it's kind of like the last Dang the original guys of Death played on, and he titled it Rough Francis. Aww. So, yeah, so everything is like 
family involved, and their so it was the original death was three brothers. Now Rough Francis has three brothers, but now Death is still playing. Like they got back together, they made a new album, but but the one brother died. The though. one brother's dead, so they got the guy from uh, Lamb's Bread. But when they said they started jamming, uh, the new guy's name is Bobby Duncan. He plays guitar. This guy was like. I knew it was going to be emotional for him, so I made sure I learned every note exactly, note for note. Let it spin. That is fucking punk. Just the way, like, I want an ugly voice. That's like the punk of Frank Zappa. I want an ugly voice. Um, More of, like, Primus. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that I'm going to be weird. And this is so fucking punk. It's so crazy. But, uh, what was I saying? Oh, this Bobby Duncan guy, he's like, I wanted the exact tone. I wanted the guitar to be the same. I wanted everything. So much so that when they did their first practice and they played uh, Keep On Knocking, I guess the brothers couldn't make it through the first song because they both just started weeping. Because they were like, you are playing, you sound exactly like our brother. Like, they were like, so they could like feel David in the room at the time. Because they're also very, very religious. Yeah, yeah. But the story is just like one thing after another and you're like, this David guy looked at you and said... The world is gonna come looking for these, and then the world came looking for it. It was fucking insane. I have not seen you this excited to oh, explain something. And then, like, you, you look, you're te- you have like tears in your eyes oh, right now. It gets now. to me. It gets to me because, and it's not getting to me like story wise. It gets to me because the music's so fucking good. Like, you know, like when you can like see a singer so good and it gets you emotional. Yeah. Some of these songs would start, and I'd be like, <laughs> how many songs we got left? Like four. I think we're about halfway through okay. already. Well, I want to play uh, a new death song really quick before we get to the next song, and then we'll go on break. Okay. So here's new death. It's 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 okay. Just doesn't have that. It's also they're old guys now. Yeah, but it's almost one of those things where I think like unless they wrote some of these songs back in the day. It almost feels like they're just trying to recapture something. I haven't listened to it enough to really give a full opinion, but there's just something special about this album that we're in the middle of listening to that's just not here. I don't think it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's just... That That guy has more of a Wesley Willis sounding voice. I'm a one album guy. Stop (laughs) masturbating. (laughs) She's talking to the dog. I'm talking to the dog. Uh, Here's a little bit of Rough Francis, too. The... uh, because they also started writing their own music and putting it out as a... I've heard way worse than this before. Oh, no, I've enjoyed the rough so, so far, this is a talented family. And I... It's so, like, I don't know. Like, it might sound like I'm trying to be, like, uh, like woke or something. I don't think but that's true. For, like, I just love when like black dudes or like anybody that's not white basically gets into this style of music because it's pretty white dominated. Yeah. And I fucking love it when they come in and they like show us how it's done. And you're like, fuck the black guy's always better than me. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, you're so woke, Sam. Yeah, I know. Let's see. We just listened to let the world turn. So let's do you're a prisoner and then we'll go on break. And once again, this song fucking kicks ass too. I The thing that sucks though about this is it's streamed, so like I can hear the weird digitalness of the ride symbol that's going on right now. I would love to hear this analog like on a record. I know I hear what you mean actually. That washy, mm-hmm. That's a digital that's what digital does. Okay. That's why like certain artists want those high streaming like high uh, what's the word? Bitrate streaming services, but nobody ever wants to use them because it takes up so much. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like data. Like a song would be a gig. <laughs> but that, I can't believe. That's like evil and dark. It has such a dark, full heaviness to the sound. And then this has like a psychedelic, but still like punk. I could mosh to this shit. I don't know of much things from the 70s that I'd be like, yeah, I'm moshing to this. Even Sabbath. Like, this is like Ted Nugent's out at this time. You know, he's like, wango, tango, z-tango, dango. But this is the shit. Wang, dang, poontang? Or sweet poontang? I am so happy. Like, I've tried new albums in the past, like, two months. And both have taken over. Is this King Diamond and? And this. 
It's been, death. I have only been listening to Death, King Diamond, and Merciful Fate for like, well, for two months there was only King Diamond and Merciful Fate, and I'm, then whatever album you gave me. I'm glad something <laughs> else has broken the surface. But this is in there. <laughs> See, isn't it nice to kind of? I think that this podcast is goddamn positive because it, it opens your brain up to new things. Not that the whole idea is to convert someone, but it's for you to kind of look at yourself and open yourself up more and be more oh, open to yeah. things because there's a lot of good out there. But if you just keep yourself in a box, you're not going to hear other things. And I oh. never would have heard this before. And right? I enjoyed this mu- a lot. Very much. Very much enjoyment. That's so good. It's, that's almost metal. <laughs> it's doomy almost. It is doomy. I like that. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. I am doom. I am death. <laughs> I am prisoner, prisoner, prisoner. All right. It's about break time. What do you think? I think it's a great time to break oh, time. Because we got a comedy show to go to tonight, yeah. so we got to get this done. We got like a two-hour drive ahead of us. Yep. All right. We'll be back. Fire up the ganja. Presenting a trailer review from Herschel J. Pinhead. That's right, it's me, Herschel J. Pinhead, here to give you my review of the new Hellraiser 2022 trailer release. Anyway, I saw the trailer today, starring Jamie Clayton as me, Herschel J. Pinhead. And I've got to say, I'm a little excited. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. As the Pinhead man himself, the Hell Priest, I feel it's my duty to say whether or not it's going to be good. And goddammit, I think it's going to be good. Now, sure, there's no clothes on the Cenobites, and that's true. We may be naked most of the time, but I kind of liked the leather in the movies originally. You know, Doug Bradley sporting those beautiful black robes. I even tried it out in the 80s when the movie came out. But anyway, yes, there's a man with his penis completely removed and his ball sack is also not there. Uh, looks like lots of skin dangling. It's going to be good. I'm telling you people, it's going to be as... Well, I've been watching a lot of Curb, Larry David would say, Pretty Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Oh, God. (coughs) Sorry, I've got to stop smoking. It's really bad for your health. Anyway, I'm supporting the new Hellraiser. And if it sucks, whatever, it'll still make sense in the Hellraiser world. Most of them do suck. Anyway, that was me, Pinhead. Hustle J. Pinhead coming at you with a movie review. That's not a movie. A trailer. A trailer review. All right, back to the podcast. And this has like a Lenny Kravitz sound. I think it does too. I still think I hear a Rick James in there. Yeah, kind of. But this is uh, the members of Death getting up at the end of a Fran- or Rough Francis set and playing some Death songs. So. Okay. Thought I'd play what they're sounding like as older guys. Keeping it together musically. Just kind of what I'd expect. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We are back. Way to go. Welcome We're back. still talking about the band Death. I'm still crying over it. Oh. <laughs> and I'm I, s- I will admit it does get to me. It's just like, it's this punk like. Super story. Mm-hmm. God, that's quite the story. Your eyes are welling up again. What is happening? Okay, that might just be me being tired because <laughs> I didn't get emotional then. <laughs> I'm not emotional right now. All right, I don't know where we left off. Oh yeah, I do. We've only got three more songs on this. This so is a short one. This is going to be a short episode, everyone. But. You're probably going to be more upset about that than us. <laughs> I'm not upset at all. <laughs> I am not either. This is a free gift to you every time that comes out. 
Uh, I appreciate you for liking it. I don't know why you do, but thanks. So yeah, just uh, we do thank you. And I'm tired. I've been doing extra work pretty much every day this fucking week, including this morning. And we're going to cook the thing tonight. We got stuff to do tomorrow. There's always shit. Next going weekend on. we're going to be I, busy all weekend. It's just busy, busy, busy. I understand hermits. Uh, I understand Herman's hermits. Yeah. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. <laughs> all right, let's get back into this <laughs> album. Uh, once again, this album is called For the Whole World to See. And a perfect album title, which was decided by David back in the fucking 70s. And it's 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 crazy how it worked out. Anyway, this is a song called Freaking Out, and it is so fucking punk. <laughs> Every song on this is so punk. Every single one. Everyone. This one's crazy. Like, I've heard, like, Dead Kennedy's song sound like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his voice. If if Tom Jeffries doesn't already listen to Death, I bet he oh, will enjoy this. Yeah, I hope he does. Freaking out. 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 Bring it up. Woo! <laughs> we both did it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I get stuck in my head. I would be like, because I, all right, truth be told, everyone, I've been helping the fucking body shop again. I've been painting some He's cars He's back at teepees full time. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but I would get the song stuck in my head, and I'd just be walking around going, bring it up, bring it up. Bring it up, 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 bring it up. So, like, I always talk about tones and stuff, like, you know, what's the kick drum and stuff sound like? Not only is, like, the music and the writing punk, the every, like, even the recording sounds punk. Like, the guitar is that jangly, like, distorted sound that, like, you're not hearing with Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin's got a way more full sound. They had money. Better production. That is what it is. And, like, the, uh, the kick drum is, like, I would say put up higher in the mix but okay i will say this this was also mixed in 2008 so maybe they're doing a little bit of a more of a punk mix than would have been done in the 70s but i still think the bass recordings have a punk tone to them bring it out 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 i've done it every time and it gives you a break and you could take a drink Who I'm a freaking out. That, and that feels like uh, the out. Stooges with like, um, what's his name? Oh, Iggy, Iggy Pop. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Skeleton Man who never wears a shirt. And I like the vocal tone on this, how they always have like, so, still get that reverb on it that you probably wouldn't have had in the 80s on a punk album. Iggy Pop has a leather belt for a body. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought it looked like his stomach looked like it was the Necronomicon from... Uh, Evil Ooh, yeah, or the book from Hocus Pocus, because I'm more was familiar. Was found in human flesh as well? It looked like it was, but it was never said. They were witches, because there was like an eyeball on it that was opened. It? Did it open? Mm-hmm. Uh. So it was a living book, or am I remember? I'm probably conflating. I'm well, probably putting okay. two things what together. That, that What was that movie called again? Hocus Pocus? <laughs> yes. Are you excited about... Of course I'm not. I'm a a grown woman who's almost 40 years old. I don't have kids. Right into the microphone as loud as you can. That was on purpose. Okay, I'm looking at... Well, I appreciate being cut off. The Hocus Pocus Book of Spells. Did I cut you off? I would... You asked me if I was excited about seeing it, and I was saying I am a woman who, no, I'm absolutely not interested in seeing what 60-plus, 70-plus-year-old Bette Midler... Revive her <laughs> role. How are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'll do a good job. I'm I'm mostly ex- I'm not excited about uh, Sarah Jessica Parker because I just don't I just don't really care. Kathy and Jimmy is probably going to fucking kill it. Well, let's be real. Well, Kathy and Jimmy, she hasn't had any like work done, has she? I don't think is so. She no, gonna, she's going to look like Kathy and Jimmy. She's going to look like an aged old hag, um, which is what she's supposed to look her, like. What's her nuts? You just Bet Midler Bet? No, or no, no, Sarah no. Jessica Sarah Parker? Sarah Jessica Parker. She's had work done, right? I don't know. She hasn't? I don't know if she has. 
Here's the thing. Is I always thought she but was... But she's supposed to be the pretty one. I always thought she was super hot as that witch when I was younger. And then everyone was like, oh, horse-faced Sarah Jessica Parker. And it changed my opinion. It's because you liked her cleavage. You've always been a boob probably, man. That's probably what it was. You've always liked titties. Because I do remember the specific scene where she lifts her arms up to find a rat's tail up on there. And yeah, the cleavage does get pushed together. <laughs> I always had a thing for Kathy Jimmy and the way her mouth was crooked, especially when she was a nun in Sister Act and Sister Act 2 back in the habit. I do like how she she's always had this like <laughs> crooked mouth to her. Is that the movie where they try to like ride vacuum cleaners? Yes. Because <laughs> they don't have their brooms handy. How are they going to how are they going to explain that these witches have aged? Obviously. When they did not age one bit, according to the storyline from Hocus Pocus. Oh my god, I can't pull his name. I have before in the past. I'm I'm sad that he won't be in this one. God damn it. He was in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Harlan Williams? No, he... <laughs> He f- he killed himself. Oh! He went into a field and slit his own throat. I know what you're talking and about. suicide. I'm trying to find it the right now. I'm pulling it up. Dumb and Dumber. Charles Rocket. He was yeah. he was the dad where the parents went to that party and then they were like possessed, so they stayed out at the party all night. Yeah. And just kept dancing. He was a Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, "I put a spell on you." Yeah, they did do that song. <laughs> because you're mine. Because you're mine. 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 <laughs> I've seen that movie a lot, and I loved it. But I don't give a I shit liked about it when the I new was a kid one too. I liked it a lot. Like I said, that rat tail scene <laughs> was great. I loved when <laughs> the brother, his uh, deceased body, came out of the ground, and he cut his own sewn mouth open, and moths flew out. I always oh thought that was. Like, <laughs> I always thought that was fantastic. Bitch. Yeah, he did call her a bitch at one point in the movie. That's true. They do not make kid movies like that anymore. No, they don't really even make general movies anymore where somebody calls a female a bitch oh, that's true i forgot <laughs> I, it is well freddy krueger's whole career is gone when you just can't say bitch you can still do things they're still making Dahmer de- documentaries oh Dahmer. have you seen the new trailer for that D- dom and Dahmer. dom and Dahmer. <laughs> is that like Dahmer in a dominatrix it's like dom DeLuise hanging out with jeffrey Dahmer. Dom even and, better dom and Dahmer. oh my god <laughs> Oh my fucking god! I'm in Nobody love. Nobody gets that. That's ours. We're not gonna do anything with it. It's true. We're not gonna. Remember. But it's hilarious. Dom and Dahmer. Man, where do we go from here? Ha ha! That's the name of the next song. This song also has a very punkness to it, but not punk in the way of the Punky Brewster that we recently listened no. to, where it's constantly talking about the establishment and corporations and money and this and that. And this is. This is so much better, in my opinion. Oh yeah, this is like, this is like Eiffel Towers above. And the music fucking rules. Here, listen, there's like a, it's not a double pedal, but do you hear that kick? It's going. Next time it kicks in, listen, there's two hits going on. Right here. No, oh, I couldn't hear that before. Danis is fucking killing it. And this is. This, this is, is like my least favorite part of the whole album. This it's is just it's, this literal part. Yeah. Um, I can agree with that. But it's still very new wave, and it's going to be what guys are doing in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this w- rules. Oh, I, th- I thought this was a different It's section. so representative of the time, even though it's not the time. It's before the time. Right? And you were talking about how you don't like uh, the, the Punky Brewster thing. Like, it's just the whole time establishment, blah, 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 blah. These guys. I don't need to be preached at. And I think that a lot of that shit is preachy. And that's preachy. And I think it's also in a superficial, even if it's jealous way. Yeah. Too. I mean, even if what this, they're saying is true, it's just annoying. This seems like the plight of the black man at the time telling you what it's really fucking like. Like, Yeah, they gave us the blues. Are- and they gave us the true punk mentality. They gave us rock and roll. They gave us everything. They did. Because we took it. I was going to say, because we took it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Where do we go from here? It's stuck in my head still. And I don't hate it. It's it's just my least favorite part of the whole album. Catchy, but it's the kitschiest. I don't think it's my least favorite song because all the shit before that is so good. This, this is what I was waiting for. So good. <laughs> I was driving to the other job yesterday, 
and I put this on, and I on a song would kick on, and I'd go, oh, it's so good! <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, how is it from 1970? Like, it's not even mid-70s. It's recorded mid-70s, but these guys were writing the songs before that. They had a dozen that they were supposed to record in studio, but they only got seven done. Before the shit hit the fan about their band name. So there's almost a whole other half of an album somewhere. They never recorded it. Yeah, but that existed at uh, least. Yeah, there's another thing that's that was like written. Demos and stuff that they released. So some of those songs might be on there. So in true Sam fashion, it's this album only. Did you like that little bass part that just happened? Oh yeah, I know exactly. This, they're all really fucking good. And like each time I listened, I would be like, okay, this time I'm listening to Danis, which is how I even heard those double kick things because it wasn't even registering. It was just like, yeah, this is punk. They'll do that. And then I was like, wait a minute, Sam, punk didn't exist yet. Guys didn't drum like this yet. What is fucking happening? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, there's no way he has a double pedal because they did exist, but nobody had them and they looked weird. Did he have two kick drums? No, Sam. He's just that much of a badass. He used one fucking foot because badasses use one fucking foot on that. Because you can in that It's all going to hell now. What do you mean? Oh. It just sounds like when someone's getting ready to like break a guitar on right. stage is what it sounds it like. sounds fucking punk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a hardcore punk, too. It's got everything. It's got like new wave punk, psychedelic rock in it. It's like perfect. I, I can't believe it took this long for it to get out. And it sucks for them that it didn't pull through because like of a band name. It's not like they're called Rabbit Badger Blowjob. It's yeah. not like they're called Rotting Christ. Who would come up with a name like that? I don't know, because I didn't. <laughs> I just agreed to Was it. Was it Damien? I feel like it might have been Pee-wee. Really? I think so. He's a person who would say things like that? Pee-wee may be a robot and unemotional, but he's really weird inside here. I don't really know him like that. He was kind of... Oh, kind of? Like when I met him, it was just like, hi, nice to meet you. It was just like hi. very formal. How are you? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I would, I that's would more Pee-wee. say formal. That's Pee Wee, while he can also say some of the most fucked up things in the world. Interesting. I've never but seen then that side of him. 10 minute diatribe about the seventh note in the pentatonic scale. By the way, penta means five. There's only five notes in the pentatonic scale. So, how did Pee Wee get the seventh? That's how fucking good he is. <laughs> anyway, we got one more song. We sure do. We do. And this is a song that, like, People bring up and like the this title is what alone bro- yeah. is very punk. The title alone is very punk. The sentiment is very punk. This is like the song that they released. I think they released Keep on Knocking and uh, Politicians in My Eyes, which is the song we're about to hear. I think that was the original release in 75 of this <coughs> 75 of <No>. the single. <laughs> Sorry, which is really funny because that one sold for 800 bucks on eBay. Yeah. <coughs> they show talking to Dennis and he's like, I can't believe somebody would spend 800 bucks on a single of Keep On Knocking. I would have given one, given you one if you would have just asked. Wow. <laughs> it's fucking insane. These guys, like, they now know what they did, but I don't know if they knew what they did until somebody looked at them and they're like, do you realize you're the forefathers of a whole musical movement? It's just like... And attitude? It's just like that Wilco song. <laughs> By the way, and an attitude born out of like Christianity and religion, which is like kind of the opposite of what punk like can be and for the most part is. Yes and no. It depends. It depends which testament you're reading. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know what you meant. I mean, you mean the mean testament? The original <laughs> testament of God pretty much saying, vengeful and you scary? fucked me over, so I'm going to fuck you over. <laughs> essentially. Not the happy one? Not no. the Jesus half. <laughs> <laughs> Where Jesus is loving and forgiving. Gotcha. All right, we're moving on. This is the last song and the longest song, Politicians in My Eyes. Enjoy. Opens up so strong. The snare drum sounds amazing. It's also an interesting dun 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 dun. Yeah. Which I learned last night and it's very fun to play. And Bobby killing it with that fucking bass line. Oh, here we go. I love the guitar. I love the way the drums came in. And the drums have that like... Oh, here we go. So fucking good. <laughs> I I had a feeling I was going to enjoy this album. 
I didn't know I was going to be like, this is moving up to like one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, up on the echelon of like, you know, I've got so many bands where I'm like, oh, this is a great album. Don't listen to the rest. They just got in there too. Yeah. <laughs> King Diamond, Merciful Fate, Death. Who else do I want to listen to one album? I thought of Primus and then I was like, no, you listen to way more than just one album of Primus. Here's where he gets Rick James sounded. Men to die. I wouldn't be surprised if they were Rick James fans. They were a funk band at one point. That's true. And I was about to ask, or say, and is it? Rick James also from Detroit? And I was like, oh, no, Sam, you fucking idiot. He's <laughs> from a place called Buffalo, zero degrees below. It's too damn cold and funky. <laughs> I, I can't imagine being the son and hearing this and going, oh, that's really cool. It sounds really good. And then, you know what that sounds like? That, that's my fucking dad. I've been listening to him sing my whole life. He's in a band called Lamb's Bread. That's my dad singing on this amazing fucking song. You said this came out when? 75. What? And it's called what? Death. My religious dad was in a band called Death and made a song called Politicians in My Eyes. I mean, I know he's always smoking reefer, you know, fire up the ganja, but I didn't expect this. (laughs) Yeah, he was a preacher. A ganja preacher? The dad was a preacher, but they do like... Rastafari. They do like... Rastafari. Throughout the whole documentary, they bring up God and Jesus a lot. So you're kind of, for a guy like me, you're just kind of like, put that to the side. <laughs> but actually, it like, goes into the story. That's why they were so, like, supportive of each other and stuff. They've got love, brother. Like, even uh, if you look up death, they've got, like, a symbol. It's, it's four dots, like, three dots in a triangle, and then an extra dot. That was symbolism for Daddy. the three brothers and God. Oh, I thought dad. Yeah, King Diamond before King Diamond. <laughs> Truly. Grandma! I wonder if Justin Hawkins likes this, because you've got King Diamond, and I've got Justin Hawkins now. Guaranteed Justin Hawkins likes this. I've watched enough Justin Hawkins rides again. Again. I've watched some of it, too. I've watched it enough, though. He likes punk stuff. He likes things with attitude and like an angst or like a creativity to him. He'll straight up shit on some bands where they're like, this, this took no creativity. This has like just squeaky clean bullshit to it. I watched the interview with him where they were like, do you, it was English, so he's like, do you seek out to make songs that sound older? And he's like, well, I don't like to put myself in a box. I just, uh. I write what I write, and as long as it sounds like 70s rock, we're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop listening to that Permission to Land album. (laughs) Stuck in a road, stuck in a rest of eternity. Which now, for the rest of the day, I always say, stuck in my butt. I don't know how we got through that whole... I don't know how we got through that whole episode without... Stuck in my butt. Oh, we didn't do it on the episode? No, not until the end. It was a missed opportunity. Hi, Clanny. I don't know what else to say about this album because it's almost done and it's just, it's good. It's just been oozy, loving, appreciating it, thinking it's amazing the whole time anyway. So. And part of me wonders, like, would I think it's just as amazing if I didn't know the time and the story? And I don't know because, like, a lot of this I really genuinely like. Like I think I could have not known the story and just been like, oh, this is a punk album I just missed? Or a rock and roll album I just missed? It's like, oh, there's like tones when he sings. Like, he's getting a punk sounding voice. And like, I would have liked that without knowing the story. Like, politicians in my eyes. This song has changed so much yeah. by the end of it from how it was in the beginning. Just kind of jams out. And it is the longest song. All the other songs are pretty short. Very short, okay. which is another punk thing. Although, short songs existed since the 50s. Actually, Let the World Turn is just slightly longer. Oh, I didn't realize it? that was as long as it is. 
That's almost six oh, minutes long, and so is this. I misspoke earlier when I said this is the longest song, then. I thought this was the longest as well, so I was also correct. You keep going to the front door. Like, you want to be let out the front door? I don't think that's how that works. Clemmy, Clemmy. don't go out the front door. Clemmy, don't go out the front door. That's not how it works. All right. That's the album, my dear. We've it done sure it. It sure is. We have. And we are officially to the part of the podcast where I'm pretty sure that the good Lord has blessed me with the knowledge and the wisdom that it is uh, time to go over some questions. <laughs> Well, I got some questions for you And then some answers too I wish you could beatbox right now I wish you could beatbox right now I wish you could beatbox right now, questions. So, why this, Sam? Why this album? Uh, I was gonna choose something else And then this, uh you know how I don't have TikTok, but I definitely have YouTube that shows me TikTok videos. And everything else that shows you TikTok videos. Yep. Uh, one of those popped up where it was like a real short, like fast history of death where it was just like. Oh, okay. So it was like maybe 30 seconds and they played something. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about this years ago. Like I've known about this for a while. I mean, this the re-release came out in 2009. I think I saw that too, actually. So, I think I saw that same video. We're behind, technically. <laughs> really behind. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> better late than never. Better late than never, for sure. <laughs> With this band, I think you can be as late as possible, because as long as you find it, as long as uh, the world comes looking for it, you're there. The story of it coming out was so prolonged anyway, that if you find it late, I mean, everyone found it late. Yeah. It's almost, you should find it late. <laughs> So I saw one of those, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to check this out. Uh, I said on last episode I wasn't going to watch the documentary, probably, but I ended up watching the documentary because I just got into it, and I was like, I need to know every little bit of detail as possible. And uh, that's what happened. I was like, oh, this will be good for the uh, podcast. So what do you I did not know what it was going to sound like. So what do you think I thought when you gave it to me? Uh, I think you thought basically what I thought. I don't know what this is going to sound like, but I do know that you saw it one time on like a TikTok video too or something. So I knew you Did had Did I share like, it with you or something? I feel like yeah, something Yeah, because happened. then I was like, oh, I know about this band. And then I just thought it was going to be a good idea. But once again, I couldn't have even been like, this is going to be too heavy for her. This is going to be too whatever for her. Because I had no fucking clue. Hmm. No clue what this was going to sound like. I didn't know what to expect, but honestly, to be truthful and i don't consider myself woke i consider myself to be uh pretty not pc a lot of the times and the things that come out of my mouth but i mean i try to be respectful i don't really i'm not really as bad as i used to be but anyway i kind of assumed that it, like in most cases when you hear where things were birthed and where they started and what inspired people or whatever which i don't know if that was the case but in my mind with me thinking that this was like like a forefathers sort of situation. I expected it to be better than a lot of things I've heard since. So I actually kind of had higher expectations for it than I didn't like purposefully set in place. But I think it just kind of naturally was like that. Um, do you know how many times you listened to this album? Probably like nine or 10. Okay. I only got four in. Uh, I would have been fine with another, honestly. Um, Sam's least favorite song. This is going to be difficult because I, I I'm still going to go with where do we go from here? Because I, you have to choose something and I know you don't like that chorus part. And I think that the chorus part is, eh. so my guess is still that even if you like other parts of the song, Sam, what's your least favorite song? Hold on. Let me listen to this song first and see if there is redeemingness. All right. I actually think I'm going to give it to a song called Let the World Turn. Let the world turn I like this. But this is the more psychedelic sound. It is the more song. psychedelic sound. And the only reason it's not Where Do We Go From Here because the only part that bothers me about that song is the is Where the Do We chorus, Go yeah. From. Other than that, it's fucking killer. Yeah. And I think it's better than this song. But I don't dislike this song um i don't know what to choose for you maybe i should choose uh where do we go from here for you no 
Rock and roll victim? Yeah. Boom, I knew. But to be honest, I, there aren't any that I dislike. But this is going to be, this is the most straight punk one. So I guess that I felt a little less connected to it more than the other ones that I felt were a little more rock and roll. Not bad at all. I like the energy. I don't dislike any song. Yeah, it's fun, but <laughs> that would probably be my my guess. Gotcha. Your favorite song? Ugh. This is impossible. But I almost I think I'm just gonna go with Rock and Roll Victim because it's the most punk song, even though I don't necessarily feel that that is the truth. I do like that song a lot, and I have been singing it all week. I've been going. Oh, you're a rock and roll victim, and I know this is true because I'm a rock and roll victim, too. It's catchy. Very catchy. But I think I'm actually going to give it to a little song called Freaking Out, Freaking Out. That was that was actually my gut feeling, and then I was just like, eh, I don't know. We just did that. So just because you have fun singing along to it, Michelle, doesn't mean that it's his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a lot of these songs could be... She just grabbed a toy to play. She's so <laughs> bored that she grabbed a Sorry. toy. This is what Mommy we do. Mommy and Dad, you're busy. I <laughs> was fucking weird. Please don't say that. <laughs> just kidding. It's fine. Uh, these yeah, animals are our babies. Freaking out, but I really enjoyed a lot of these songs. Like, You're a Prisoner is fucking good. Keep on Knocking is good. Rock and Roll Victim is good. Keep on Knocking is fun because they wrote the lyrics on the spot because these girls used to... That didn't like them at all until they started playing rock and roll. Then they were like knocking on the door to come in. And that's why the lyrics were like, keep on knocking. Like you didn't, you didn't want to see my face before. Keep on knocking and shit like that. But uh, my your favorite. favorite one, I'm giving it to freaking out still. It's not actually. Ah, I don't, damn I don't, it. I even hit play and was getting ready to turn it up. <laughs> it's not. It's actually politicians in my eyes. Ooh, that's a really good one. I don't want her to play. My eyes. You know, the only reason this one didn't get it for me. Okay. The end. I think this could have been like a four and a half minute long song. Yeah. But, but I think it's fun. This part is so fucking good. The it's hard though. It's a good, powerful way to end an album that makes you, it kind of leaves you wanting more. Yeah. Here's my Rick James voice now. <laughs> Mary Jane. I did cocaine. <laughs> My name is Rick James. This dog keeps trying to play, and I don't want her to run into and something. You're gonna toss it, and she's gonna knock over. A I know. I don't want that to happen. So, uh, when did you first start listening to this? When I gave it to you. Okay, so you'd ne- you didn't Never preview it or anything. No. no, no, no. And on upon your first listen, Samuel, how did you originally feel about this? My original uh, immediate thought was, "Oh fuck, I think this is gonna rule." <laughs> Uh, you're not getting that ball. I put that ball next to my balls, and she might have bit me in the balls. Uh, uh, that was my original reaction was, I think I might love this, and then I ended up loving it. <laughs> fantastic. Would you recommend this today? Yes. I don't... I usually have, like, parameters and stuff, but no. I would just be... I could give this to anyone, and I'd be like, you don't like at least some of these songs. There's something wrong with you. Or we are not on the same page. Yeah, brother. <laughs> That's the that's what King Diamond does for the uh, <sighs> reindeer picture. This is what Rhino Michelle does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't even know if that's how that works. Um, yeah, it's more of an elephant. <laughs> no, that wasn't a. This was a husk. A tusk. A Toby husk. I don't care anymore. <laughs> My brain is not in this anymore. Would I listen to this again? Honestly, this is not bad. I would probably put this on in a car ride that we are yeah. riding together because it's an easy listen and it's fast. It's it's nice and delectable. It's short and sweet. It's very... So yeah, I, I would listen to this again as far as rating it 0 out of 10 all over the Rock and Roll Cats. I'm going to give this an 8. Oh! I, think, I don't think it's necessarily a classic for me, but I think it's clearly very good. Uh, I think in the world of punk music... In the world... I mean, if I gave it more parameters as far as like in the world of punk, I would probably give it something higher than 8. Um, but on the scale of music that I listen to and how I digest music, I'll say eight. Sam, what is your Oliver the Rock and Roll Cat rating? I'm giving this an eight point five. I figured it'd be higher than that. I figured it'd be more like a nine point five. I don't want to give it that much because I don't. 
<clears throat> Deep punk in this world isn't like my ultimate favorite music. So like, like a ten is like a, a like my favorite Pantera album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be a ten. <clears throat> so actually, I'll bump this up to a nine. Let's give it a nine. Okay. We need more than a half a point above you. That's fine. Yeah, we need some space. And in the world of like punk, though, like you put on that parameter, or like and how important this is. I'd say it's a fucking 10. I would put it at a 10 yeah. in the world of punk. Yeah. It's the it's one of the best punk albums, if, if not the best punk album I've ever heard. And I've listened and to some well, punk for this. And maybe the first. <laughs> I've listened to some for this. No, I mean, maybe the first punk album. Not for us, for everyone. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, describe this album in one word. I'm going to say revolutionary. Even though Damn it, it, that was the word I was looking for. Even though it didn't actually get out. Until a long time, it still has this feeling. It was still being made at th- that time. It was supposed to come out. Yeah. So because of when this was actually written, I'm still saying revolutionary, even though it didn't actually do anything, unfortunately. Sam? I'm going to say evolutionary. <laughs> 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 because it moved an evolution forward to the fourth movement where they ruined everything. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. So that is finished. We it are finished fun. with death. That is over. And what I am looking forward to, you're already aware of what's next, but it doesn't matter. These people don't know anything. It's true, but I forgot what it was. So. We are going to be listening to the debut album, Curtis Blow by Curtis Blow. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little Whitey White podcast is... Been Whoa. staying not so white lately. That's as far as I'm concerned. Good. <laughs> it's the best music. The best music <laughs> is often not done by white people, but that's not always the truth because there's a lot of good rock and roll out there of people who were inspired by black artists <laughs> <laughs> riding on the shoulders of black people. <laughs> you guys are wonderful. <laughs> I would. I. I it just let me run in front of you real quick and lay out a fucking carpet for you to walk on. <laughs> Because you're so much better at music than I am at, I don't know, being a person. All right. So once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you. You going to play something Truly? out? Oh, I forgot that that's what happens at the end of the Yes, podcast. yes, yes. That's you were just a, looking at me like, uh-huh. come on, Sam. Get your shit together, <laughs> sweet cheeks. I was just thinking about the exit and not in the correct way. Mom. Right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. My, oh, my. Keep listening. Goodbye. Give more people to listen. Make your mom listen. Send it to her. Just say, hey, mom, these guys and this girl, well, this guy and this girl, they make me laugh. I think you should send it to your dad because he's probably more attractive and more into things like this than you your mom to is. Fuck their dad? I'm going to, I'm more into dads than I am into well, moms. I'm trying to fuck their mom. Well, then it looks like we have both ends of the spectrum met. Yeah, we're going to fuck your parents. In front of the dog. In front of their parents. We'll dig them up if we have to. (laughs) Bye. Bye.